right account. Yes, good, good. All right, turn that off. Bam. All right, hope everyone's having a great day. Uh, man. I just finished driving for the day. And I was like, you know what? The ambiance is nice. The rain is coming down. You know, got the nice sound of the rain in the background. I mean, I'm probably not even going to put any background music on this episode. I wish every episode could actually be this way. In fact, I think I'm going to start just having like rain sounds in the background when I do these episodes. You know, some people might actually fall asleep to my podcast, so... At least for the next few episodes, because this 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 material in here, I'm sorry, in Leviticus, it's gonna probably put most of y'all to sleep anyway. So I understand. So yeah, we're gonna drop the beats for a while. Hopefully, you no know, thunder comes striking down after I say that. God, you know this stuff is dry in Leviticus. He knows it's dry. Anyway, uh, but it's important. <laughs> you heard that right, God. But anyway. Yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna we're gonna cut the beats for about a week until we get through Leviticus, and we'll just have some background rain sounds, natural rain, and then I'll find some kind of uh, background noise of rainstorms and all that. Even we'll probably put in some beat sounds too, some beach. Stay tuned. See, my creative brain just be going at night. This is when I'm most creative. I love it. I love it. Anyway, all right, let's hop right into it because this is kind of a long chapter. 19 verses, but there's some good notes in here to talk about. All right, so Leviticus chapter 5. Last time we talked about the, what are we talking about? The sin offerings, the missing or the missing the mark offerings. Now we're on the uh, omission offerings. So these are like things that the Israelites, whenever the Israelites failed to do something, do something they were supposed to do and they didn't do it. And there's like four categories. We'll go deeper into what those are. Um, but I'm just going to read. So. Cases requiring sin offerings, Leviticus 5. When someone sins in any of these ways, if he has seen, heard, or known about something he has witnessed and did not respond to a public call to testify, he will bear his iniquity. So it's kind of like, I know in, uh, see, once again, this is a perfect example. You could write a whole paper about how the Bible, like all, if you look at any laws across the world, and any government or any civilized nation, they have laws that are based off of the Bible. I don't, like, fight me on that. And I know, I believe there's a law that if, like, so if I were to witness a crime, God forbid something were to happen right now, like, I were to witness, like, a murder, right? Or we don't do murder. We'll say something less, not as bad, like a theft, Murder is just the best example. If there was a murder that happened and I saw it, I have an obligation. I don't know about the other things that could happen, but I'm obligated to go into court and testify. 
I will be summoned into court to testify that I witnessed that that happened. And if it was to found out later on, I just know murder is one of the most serious things, heinous crimes that they don't play around with. Like if I saw a car theft and I witnessed it and I didn't say anything, that's not as big of a deal. But if I witnessed a murder and they have proof that I was there and I saw it and I didn't do anything about it, I could get in trouble for that. I believe there's some laws about that. So that's like a sin of omission or neglect. So yeah, if he has seen, heard, or known about something he has witnessed and did not respond to a public call to testify, he will bear his iniquity. Or if someone touches anything unclean, a carcass of an unclean wild animal, or unclean livestock, or an unclean swarming creature, without being aware of it, he is unclean and incurs guilt. Or if he touches human uncleanness, any uncleanness, sorry, I dropped my Bible, any uncleanness by which one can become defiled without being aware of it, but later recognizes it, he incurs guilt. Mm. Or if someone swears rashly to do what is good or evil concerning anything, a person may speak rashly in an oath without being aware of it, but later recognizes it, he incurs guilt in such an instance. Hmm. Verse 5, if someone incurs guilt in one of these cases, he is to confess he has committed that sin. He must bring his penalty for guilt for the sin he has committed to the Lord, a female lamb or a goat from the flock as a sin offering. In this way, the priest will make atonement on his behalf for his sin. Verse 7, but if he cannot afford an animal from the flock, then he may bring to the Lord two turtle doves or two young pigeons as penalty for guilt for his sin. One as a sin offering and the other as a burnt offering. He is to bring them to the priest who will first present the one for the sin offering. He is to twist its head. Wow, that sounds morbid. He is to twist its head at the back of the neck without severing it. Then he will sprinkle some of the blood of the sin offering on the side of the altar while the rest of the blood is to be drained out at the base of the altar. Wow. It is a sin offering. He will prepare the second bird as a burnt offering according to the regulation. In this way, the priest will make atonement on his behalf for the sin he has committed, and he will be forgiven. I don't know. I don't know why I was thinking as he talked about twisting that neck without severing it. I just, I don't know. This sounds really bad when I was a kid. I promise I'm not like morbid or anything. When I was a kid, I used to watch these Chuck Norris movies and there's just one particular movie. I don't even know the name of it, but my brother would probably know. But Chuck Norris would just come up on all these people. He'd be in the jungle, like the Vietnam jungle or something like that. And he'd just come up on these these little men or whatever, little Asian men. I shouldn't say that. that sounds bad. These little men. He would come up on these little men. We got a lot too much Asian hate going on. So he would come up on these men and he would just run up on them and break their neck and twist it without uh, severing their neck. I don't know. That's what I thought of when I was thinking of that. That's what they did to these birds. Pigeons. Anyway, I was thinking of Chuck Norris. All right, verse 11. But if he cannot afford two turtle doves or two young pigeons, he may bring two quarts of fine flour as an offering for his sin. He must not put olive oil or frankincense on it, for it is a sin offering. He is to bring it to the priest who will take a handful from it as its memorial 
<laughs> its memorial portion and burn it on the altar along with the fire offerings to the Lord. It is a sin offering. And this way, the priest will make atonement on his behalf concerning the sin he has committed in any of these cases, and he will be forgiven. The rest will belong to the priest, like the grain offering. All right, verse 14. We're almost done. I only got five more verses. I'm reading these notes, and then we're going to shut it down because your boy is tired. All right, the guilt offering. Then the Lord spoke to Moses. If someone offends by sinning unintentionally, unintentionally in regard to any of the Lord's holy things, he must bring his penalty for guilt to the Lord, an unblemished ram from the flock, based on your assessment of its value in silver silver shekels, according to the sanctuary shekel. As a guilt offering, he is to make restitution for his sin regarding any holy thing, adding a fifth of its value to it, and give it to the priest. Then the priest will make atonement on his behalf with the ram of the guilt offering, and he will be forgiven. If someone sins and without knowing it violates any of the Lord's commands concerning anything prohibited, he is guilty and he will bear his iniquity. He must bring an unblemished ram from the flock according to your assessment of its value as a guilt offering to the priest. Then the priest will make atonement on his behalf for the error he has committed unintentionally and he will be forgiven. It is a guilt offering. He is indeed guilty before the Lord. That's actually my favorite offering out of all these because it's one thing to sin and know you're committing a sin and have God cover that sin. Like, cause that's the, that's the crazy thing about being a Christian and like being like, like you meet these people, not, I'm not knocking them, but you can meet people like, usually it's those people like fresh out of prison or, you know, they sin their whole life. Like, they lived a wild life. They was out here shanking folks and fighting at the drop of a hat. For Like, somebody stepped on their shoe and they was fighting like Bone Crusher and throwing bows. They was, like, drinking, sleeping with every woman in town, everybody's mama and aunt. And then they decided to become a Christian. And all of a sudden, to even, they, they don't watch no bad movies. Like, if you got the slightest drop of something bad in, they don't watch it. Don't listen to no, like, they listen to nothing but Christian music. They just, they, they just, religious, straight and narrow. But, hey, if that's what you got to do so that you don't go back to that wild lifestyle, go right ahead. But at the end of the day, no man has walked on this earth and not committed a sin. And will, like, it's impossible to walk out this life without committing sin. It's just impossible. And the Holy Spirit can help you convict you of sin. You know, there's being saved. You know, when you gave your life to Christ, you became saved. You became a new creature. And there's sanctification, which is constant. The Holy Spirit works on you and works through you, empowers you to not do things that you used to do. Um, and then there's self, there's there's glorification. So one day you'll have a perfect sinless like you won't be able to commit sin, period. Like you won't even be able to do it. You'll be in heaven. You have a new new body, new soul. Like you won't even be able to commit sin. That's going to happen in heaven. But until then, nobody's perfect. So I'm saying here, well, I love this. Yeah, we live in modern day times. Thank God we accept Jesus that so when if someone ever asks you like why do you need Jesus like 
I just live a good life. I'm just a good person or I just go to church or whatever. I just do this. It's like you need Jesus because he covers all of it. All the sins you committed in the past, all the sins you're you're committing now knowingly, knowingly and unknowingly. This is what this is talking about, the guilt offering. So when you do something and you didn't even know you did, like work, like I committed probably a hundred sins today that I didn't even know were sins, but it's not counted against me because I have Jesus, the blood of Jesus that covers all that. Now, does that mean I have a license as Paul said, to just go out and do whatever I want because I got the blood of Jesus to cover all my sin or just say, God knows my heart. I'll go do that. No. Now, do I do that sometimes on some things, make compromises? Yes. I'm not perfect at all. God is working on me, but like overall, there's sometimes there's a lot of times I honestly have these conversations with God, like God, you know what I'm about to do. I don't want to do this right now. You know I don't want to do it. But I pray for grace and mercy during this situation and get to a point where I don't even like have a desire to do that anymore. If like, you know, the season that I'm in, I won't get specific. I could get specific. I'm not going to go to that right now. Um, some point I will. Anyway, my main point is the blood of Jesus covers all the sins that you commit knowingly. Like, I know not to go steal that man's car or, you know, steal from this store in here, this gas station. I know not to do that. So I ain't going to go do that. Um, There might be other things like sins of omission. Like, I might have left a number off on my taxes or something like that. You know, even though I try my best to follow every, cross every I, cross every T, dot every I, right? But still, I might miss something, right? That's a sin of omission, and the blood of Jesus covers that. Praise God. So anyway, and we don't have to go sacrificing goats according to the sanctuary shekel and all that, and twisting birds' necks and all that stuff. Praise the Lord. Anyway, let me read these Tony Evans notes because I'm starting to preach. Let me uh, do these Tony Evans notes and then close it out. So it says, the four conditions mentioned here could be categorized as sins of omission or neglect. The things outlined may sound like minor offenses, but God was using them to teach his people the important difference between being clean and unclean, between being holy and profane. I don't think I have to explain what profane is um, or what's holy versus unholy. All right, one more note here and we'll shut it down. The guilt offering introduced the concept of restitution when one sinned against any holy thing or defrauded his neighbor. A fine was added to this offering in recognition that a wrong had been done against God or the injured party. So it's a, oh man, I could talk about this forever. Because there's this class, there's this guy, my brother and I listen to this, it's this podcast called um, The Right Time by Bomani Jones. He's a funny dude. Um, it's a secular podcast for you religious folks. Some of y'all may not like all the stuff he says. I'm just warning you if you go check it out. Anyway, um, I'm actually praying for Bobani because he's like, what do you call it? What do you call that when somebody doesn't believe in God? Or like, well, they believe in God, but they're, they don't like profess to be a Christian or anyway, whatever that word is. Um, a something, I'm trying to think of it. Agnostic, is that it? I don't know. Whatever that word is. Anyway, Bomani always tells the same story about this. And that's why I think why he has beef with Christians, because he always tells the same story about um, this guy who he bar who borrowed money from him 
years ago. You know, y'all y'all got that story about that person that borrowed money and they say they'll pay you back. I think that's how the story goes. And he lets somebody borrow money and then he runs into that guy years later and the guy's like, tells him how he gave his life to Christ or whatever. And Bomani's like, what that got to do with that money you still owe me? Like, <laughs> if anything, you give me your life to Christ should make you want to like repay your debts like so it's one it's not enough to just be like oh, i gave my life to jesus like that should spur you on like even though your sins is you know separated as far as the east is from the west you know with jesus like he settled your account to settle with him you have an internal resting place in heaven you know he's not holding your sins against you whenever god sees you and your sins he sees jesus instead like it covers all that anyway but with humans on earth and it, as I'm talking, I'm kind of convicted because, like, I, I thought about some people that I still need to settle some accounts with. Um, I try to, I've been trying to, like, think of those people. I've, I've settled a lot of accounts, but there's accounts, but there's some other ones I probably need to uh, circle back around on. But anyway, sometimes it's like, you know what? I just chalk it up. But anyway, it's just a funny story because he's always like, what they got to do with my money? You found Jesus. So this is a perfect example of, like, yeah, it's not just enough. Um, like you had to pay restitution when you did somebody wrong. Like even today, we have codes in our law. Like perfect example is OJ. OJ, a lot of people think he killed his wife. But anyway, he got off. But when it came time to go to the civil court, he had to pay some restitution. So um, they got him on the civil case. He had to pay a bunch of money. Um, anyway... Let me keep going and close out. I'm starting to talk crazy. All right, so the offense against any holy thing could involve anything from mishandling the portion of a sacrifice meant for the priest to failure to give God the tithe to not keeping it vow. Could you imagine every time you failed to pay your tithes, you had to uh, go sacrifice some goats or whatever this is, sacrifice a lamb according to the sanctuary shekel. So it's like you had to pay, end up paying more in the long run. My dad says that all the time. You say, might as well just do it right the first time. Especially like taxes. That's a perfect example with the IRS. If you don't do it right the first time and you don't, you fail to pay your taxes, you might pay penalties and fees and all this crap on the back end. So you might as well do it right the first time. Um, anyway. Uh, yes. So it could involve the offense against any holy thing could involve anything from mishandling the portion of the sacrifice meant for the priest to failure to give God the tithe, to not keep in a vow. Since the offense was against God, the extra penalty was paid to his representative, the priest. Note that even when sin is done in ignorance, it is still considered sin. Wow. Yeah, so Jesus is our high priest now. Um, he's our king and our priest, so we don't have to go paying this extra penalty to uh, a priest. He paid the ultimate penalty on the cross by dying on the cross for us. So, all right. I hope y'all enjoyed that lovely uh, passage of scripture, Leviticus 5. I'm going to close this out. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this word. I thank you, Lord, that you are a good father, your gracious father, your kind father. I thank you, Lord, for watching over me as I was out making these deliveries. Continue to surround me with their angels. I pray for those listeners here that they'd be um continue to desire to read your word more go deeper into your word study your word 
and let it transform them and change them. And uh, for those that don't know you, I just pray that they'll give their life over you, they'll surrender their life to you, and just know that you're a good father, you're a kind father, and that your son Jesus died on the cross for all their sins, to cover all their sins, the ones that they know that they're doing willingly, and the ones that they don't even know that they're doing because they just don't know any better. That's for all of us, God. And uh, we just thank you, thank you, thank you, we thank you. This is the day that you have made. We can rejoice and be glad in it. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. All right. Till next time. Deuces. Let's see here. I'm singing in the rain.